Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome in, Michigan Wolverines football fans. After another Michigan Wolverines victory, your Michigan Wolverines are the number four team in the country, and now they are 4-0 after beating the Maryland Terrapins 34-27 on Saturday afternoon at Michigan Stadium. That's where I am right now, high atop the big house after the win, a game in which Michigan should be happy about and realize they have some things to improve on. And that seemed to be the message at the postgame press conference by head coach Jim Harbaugh. He realizes there's some things to clean up. But right out of the gate, Michigan opportune situation for the special teams once again. This time, it wasn't how they drew it up, but they'll take it nonetheless. A ball doinked off the helmet of the Maryland kickoff returner. Recovered by Michigan tight end Matt Hibner. This put Michigan up 7-0 after J.J. McCarthy one play later found Lou Schoonmaker in the end zone for a 10-yard touchdown pass. And things stagnated a little bit on the offensive side of the ball as far as points go. Michigan ended up getting a field goal. 10 points they scored in the first quarter. The Maryland offense, they did have some fire and some energy in them early on. Maryland quarterback Talia Tagovailoa, he was a little fiery himself. There was a first down with goal to go, and he popped back up after taking a hit and bumped into Michigan safety Rod Moore, was a bit chippy with Moore, had some words to say to Moore, and to the Michigan crowd in the end zone. And Maryland definitely played some inspired football after losing to Michigan last season, 59-18. to On the day, Tagovailoa 
he was 20 of 30 for 207 yards. One touchdown and two interceptions. Michigan's pass rush, they did not record a sack until late in the game. But the secondary is what was impressive for stretches of the game. And this one kind of bottled up some of the Maryland playmakers at wideout, made Tagovailoa settle for checkdowns, and a couple really, really good interceptions from Michigan's defense, the first being D.J. Turner, who dove for an interception. That was a momentum swing in its own right. And then later on in the game, in the fourth, Rod Moore with a tip to himself for a interception. So that was good to see from Michigan's secondary. And Mike Sainer still, got to mention him. He had a PBU in the game that was big, and then a two-point conversion late in the game in the fourth quarter for Maryland. Sainer still hauled in an interception off a tip there. So overall, Tagovailoa three times his passes found the hands of Michigan defenders. So... The secondary, they have to be happy with their performance against a quarterback that a lot of scouts are high on because, well, his last name is Tagovailoa and his brother won the Heisman for Alabama and played pretty good last week against the Baltimore Ravens in a comeback victory. But Tagovailoa, Talia version of Tagovailoa, is pretty good in his own right. He took a big hit in the game and uh, he was out for just a short time and came back in, but uh, then he came out later in the game too to uh, his backup, Edwards Jr. He was 5'9 on the day, had a touchdown late in the game, but Maryland did not get the onside kick. Michigan wins 34-27. Now let's talk about Michigan's offense some more. J.J. McCarthy, it is now his, his starts are adding up now. It's his third of his career, three consecutive starts, and this was McCarthy's worst game so far, and that's kind of funny. Here's why. Because it wasn't a bad game at all. McCarthy was 18 of 26 for 220 yards, two touchdowns on the day. McCarthy made one hell of a scramble early on in the game from one side of the field to the other for a first down that was kind of big at the time. And later in the game, the opposite of that. J.J. held on to the ball too long did some scrambling, and it turned into a third and 26. So, J.J., after the game, realizes that that play in particular, he wishes he could have back. And there was also a play where J.J. fumbled, and that is also one he wishes he had back. So, there's going to be some growing pains with McCarthy. Everybody knows it. He's just 19 years old, but the ceiling was evident once again today. A day where he did find some playmakers deep down the field. Harbaugh said that he had some game-winning type throws. He said game-on-the-line throws McCarthy made, and one was to Ronnie Bell uh, for 49 yards that put Michigan in field goal position. And then he threw another deep one to Roman Wilson for a touchdown. So a lot of good things from J.J. today. He did also show that he could check it down and he's not erratic with the football. There was only one throw I'd really classify as a bad throw that found the hands of a Maryland defender, but he happened to be out of bounds, so it didn't count as an interception. But besides that, some things are just mechanic tweaks. 
JJ said after the game that his arm felt the best it's been in, in a long time today. So maybe he's just trying to throttle that RPMs on his arm down because arm strength wasn't the issue today. On some of the deep patterns, if anything, they were a bit too long, but that's something that they can work on. Andrew Anthony, there's one deep to him, just, you know, eyelashes away from being a completion. Uh, same with a couple to Roman Wilson, which I contend Wilson was doing a little bit too much jockeying with his hands with defender, and Wilson should just use that straight line speed to his advantage to, uh, you know, showcase what he's good at, and it's his legs. So overall, I say a positive about that is McCarthy's showing the willingness to go deep down the field and, you know, make the big play. And when he did try to make these big plays, they weren't reckless in any way, shape, or form. After the game, McCarthy said that Charles Woodson spoke to him and Woodson said to use his God-given ability, which is his legs, told McCarthy to use his legs more, and McCarthy said he's going to take that advice to heart. So I just thought that was interesting little tidbit there from McCarthy. Uh, obviously, McCarthy does use his legs, and I'm not really sure how much more he should be using them. Uh, Got to be a quarterback first. Can't take the big hit. Overall, maybe there's a time or two where McCarthy could have tucked the ball and ran for some more yards. But I thought overall, you know, it's good to see him grow as a pocket passer. So if McCarthy can indeed find that balance, uh, I think that's what the Michigan offense is striving for out of him. They don't want him to be a read option quarterback who's going to, you know, run 15 times a game because throughout the course of a season, that's going to create wear and tear on any quarterback. However, I do believe in some of Michigan's biggest games, which today was a good opponent in Maryland, a good offense, and the defense looked pretty good, but there was no rushing need to run the heck out of J.J. That'll happen in other weeks when necessary against the best teams on Michigan's schedule, which are still to come, perhaps in the likes of Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. But today it was the Blake Corum show. Corum rushed for 243 yards on two touchdowns. 30 carries on the day. Corm was the only Michigan running back to have over one carry. Isaiah Gash had a carry. C.J. Stokes had a carry. Unfortunately, Stokes fumbled on that. Corm's 243 yards are the seventh best in Michigan history. So definitely an epic day from Corm. Corm is showing very good vision to where it looks like there's just a wall that he can't penetrate between the tackles that Corm is always ready to bounce it outside. And outside in open space, that's where Corm is often lethal. And actually, late in the second half, right before halftime, around 30 seconds to go, Michigan's driving down the field. It's fourth and one. Looks like Michigan's in field goal range. And uh, conventional wisdom would say, go for the field goal. But they did not go for the field goal. McCarthy and the Michigan offense got a play in very quickly. Credit to J.J. on snapping it so quickly. Caught the defense somewhat off guard. Corum said that they expected the play to go for a couple yards. Well, guess what? He broke it to the house. And... That's the kind of guy that Blake Corum is on any given play. You know, Maryland's defense did bottle Corum up a play here and there, but collectively throughout a day, look at the 30 carries, the 243 yards, 8.1 yards per carry. That's impressive stuff. So death by a thousand cuts was the Michigan offense today and their running game. So credit to Michigan's offensive line in that regard. And Harbaugh was happy with the offensive line production overall from the um, run protection to the pass protection. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of positives to take away from the game, and there's certainly things to clean up 
As I previously noted, the pass rush didn't get home in abundance today, and Maryland, uh, to a certain extent, planned against that with quick passes and getting the ball out quickly, but then there are other times where Tagovailoa was able to escape pressure. He does have some good mobility in his own right. So uh, moving ahead, it surely would be nice to see the Michigan pass rushers accumulate some more sacks. I'm sure that is their goal, but... Ultimately, they gave up you know, 27 points, 397 yards, but this is a good Maryland offense. They ranked in the top 20 in passing offense and in the top uh, 12 in team passing offense efficiency. So there's nothing to slouch about and nothing to sneeze at. So this was the right time for a test such as Maryland. Now Michigan will be going on to Iowa and... I expect Michigan to win that one, and then uh, on to at Indiana. Then there's home against Penn State for a big one, a maze out at the big house, then a bye week, then at Michigan State. So what do we know about the Wolverines to this point? Well, we know that they were the Big Ten champions. We know that they have a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and we know the secondaries holding their own to this point. But as week by week goes by, more data is going to be accumulated, and we're going to find out who this Michigan team is. But they have a young 19-year-old quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who looks as promising as any quarterback of the Harbaugh era. They have a running back in Blake Corum that is probably the best running back in the country to this point in the season. Absolutely lights out across the board each and every week. They have a multitude of playmakers at wideout who can dash and gash you, and you know from the screen bubble screens to just the verticals, they can get it done. So this is a talented football team. Jim Harbaugh knows it, but he also knows that the focus is on improvement, and I'm sure in short order they'll be back watching film of this game and trying to see what they can get better at because the bottom line is they must get better. But looking at where Michigan is now compared to where they were a year ago, the fourth game of the season last year was at Michigan Stadium against Rutgers, a game in which Cade McNamara threw for 12 yards in the second half. Uh, barely escaped that one with a victory, a victory they should be proud of. However, it seems like this team is a little more farther along, farther along with their identity, too. They know who they are. Last year kind of set the bar. They expect Big Ten championships now. The question is, how quickly can this team improve? And we're going to find that out, and it's going to be exciting to find out. But another player to mention today would be Luke Schoonmaker. Have to give him a shout-out. Seven receptions, career high for 72 yards, one touchdown on eight targets. So Scooney, absolutely great today, and uh, they're going to need him to be. Eric All was out today. There's speculation All could be out for a handful of games, if not longer, but Jim Harbour didn't provide an update after the game. But it was good to see Luke Schoonmaker produce in a situation where he's number one. And Harbaugh already said that he believes he and Eric All can both be the best tight end in the country. Harbaugh also gave a shout-out to true freshman Colson Loveland at tight end, said he really doesn't look like he's a tight end when he's out there. So look out for Colson Loveland in the future in, uh, during this season to ascend. By the time they play the best teams on their schedule, Colson Loveland could be playing a big role. Same thing with Max Bredesen, who had a reception today as well. But that's going to be it for now, folks, and we hope you enjoyed listening to our telecast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. Once again, this has been Trevor Woods for SB Nation's Mason Brew. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week when Michigan plays at Iowa. See you, folks.